Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for another episode of the D2 Nation podcast, and I am your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me, as always, is the great Bethany Bowman. Sorry we took an unannounced one-week hiatus last week, but with the D2 basketball madness, it caught up to us, and we needed a breather. And Bethany, you were at the Ford Center to watch a little bit of history. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me back. And yeah, I think case closed, Northwest Missouri State, best run in the history of D2 men's basketball, and Ben McCollum, Trevor Hudgens, future Hall of Famers for sure, as a coach and MVP. So that was a lot of fun to watch, but I know it's your favorite season. Time to get fully into baseball, and you're excited about it. So MLB spring training is underway. D2 baseball is hitting the halfway point. Let's turn our attention to the field. Joining us today for one of the hottest teams in D2 is North Greenville head coach Landon Powell and All-American John Michael Fail. Welcome to the nation, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're really excited to be here. Yeah, um, we're excited that you're here. As we said, you're a a red-hot team. You've been a good team for years now, so it's fun to sit down and talk to you. And what we like to do is start off at the beginning, because that's a great place to start. Uh, John Michael, we'll start start with you. Um, Looking at your bio, you were a two-time All-State player in in South Carolina. In 2018, you were the high school player of the year. Tell us a little bit about what your recruiting process was like and how you wound up picking North Greenville to play. Yeah, so um, when all when I went through high school, I was kind of a late bloomer. Um, and so I didn't really kind of put up big numbers until my junior year. And so um, all of the Power 5 schools, the big Power 5 schools kind of passed on me. I had some interest in going to mid-major schools. But um, when I kind of heard about North Greenville, I came on a visit and saw the atmosphere and the energy that they bring every single day. Um, I kind of, I got to build a relationship with all of the coaches and Landon and just, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I could play right away and have the opportunity to play every day. And so that's why I ended up going to the D2 level and especially uh, North Greenville. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're excited that that was the choice that you made. <laughs> it's turned out pretty good. Now, Coach, for you, when we have coaches on the show, not only are they former D2 um, student athletes, but they usually play for the school that they're at. You, on the other hand, for our listeners that don't know, have had quite the career for you, and I'm, I'm, I might make you blush here a little bit, but I mean, your, your, your college baseball resume <laughs> speaks for itself. You know, you're, you're one of the greatest uh, the players, in, in, especially catchers in SEC history. I mean, you're on the all-time college World Series team, and you got to play in the big leagues for a few years. What, when that was all done, when that career was all done, what brought you to North Greenville? So um, um, I retired in 2013. That was my last year playing. Um, I had a couple offers to go coach in the, in the pro ranks with the minor league teams and just really felt a need to come home. My wife and I had some family things going on um, that we really wanted to kind of settle in and be back home. I was ready to be a family guy and be around my kids every day. Pro ball lifestyle is really tough. You know, you're away from home a lot. You're living out of a suitcase and I was ready to come home. So I made the decision to get out of pro baseball and I really loved college baseball. I grew up uh, at Bat Boy at NC State and a bullpen catcher and just had this big love for college baseball. It was something that uh, made a big impact on my life. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get involved in college baseball some way, somehow. Furman University called me. They were here in Greenville. So the reason Greenville was my choice is my wife was born and raised here. So I met her in college. She was from here. Her her parents and sisters and nephews and nieces all live here in Greenville. So 
Um, she chased me around the pro pro ball years for you know 11, 12 years and lived wherever I was. So I told her least we could do when, when I retired was to move home and live where she wanted to live. And uh, so that's why Greenville became the place. I went to Furman for one year as an assistant. And then at the end of that first season, North Greenville called and offered me their head job. And, um, you know, it, for me, it was just an opportunity to, to run a program as a 32 year old, you know, I was just come just finished playing in the big leagues. I felt like I could make an impact and do something special. And North Greenville was a school looking for a coach to come in and build something new and, and, uh, and it was just a good fit for me. I'm a Christian. This is a school in my hometown. And it was, to be honest with you, Wayne, it was a very barren baseball program, bad facilities. They didn't have a lot of success in previous years. So I looked at it as a clean slate, you know, kind of an empty canvas, a perfect place to start a program and do something special. And and that's how I wound up here. And, um, yeah, I, I'll be honest, when I first came here, I probably thought it was a stepping stone to another job. And I got here and I just fell in love with it. And I've really enjoyed what I'm doing. I enjoy my quality of life. I enjoy getting to go home and see my kids at night. And um, North Greenville has been a blessing for me. And I, I love being here. That's awesome. I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say coach subpar facilities, but you wouldn't know it looking at your background. Absolutely beautiful field you guys have there. John Michael, let's talk a little bit about what you do on that field. You are a career 400 hitter with power, setting the program record for home runs last season. You had a ridiculous 1.411 OPS last season. Talk us through an at-bat. What is your approach like, and what have you done to seemingly get better every single year? Yeah, um, so my approach to hitting is I I try to backspin balls gap to gap. That's kind of what I think about when I go hit. And so what I mean by that is I want to be on time for a fastball and hit it to, you know, center field or right field. And then that kind of keeps me on time for breaking balls and off speed that kind of gives me more leeway to the left side of the field. Um, But, you know, I come, we come here every day and it's so easy to just come out to the field every single day. And so when you have so many guys out here, we have so many guys getting on the field early and, you know, hitting off the machine and hitting in the cage. So it's easy to get out there and just kind of have fun with the guys, but also get better. And so that's what uh, I've been lucky and fortunate enough to do for the last, you know, three years. So that's, that's kind of, that's how I look at it. That's my approach to hitting. And also, you know, I just try to have fun with the guys out on the field. And I'll, I'll follow up on him because he he's very humble. I've been around a lot of great hitters in my career. Um, especially some of the best that ever played at the pro level. And John Mike is just a special kid. Like he's got a knack to control the barrel. He he can adjust his swing late to barrel up sliders or change ups. Um, he's got really fast hands. It's hard to beat him with a fastball. And he's a disciplined hitter. He really stays inside the strike zone and he knows what he's trying to do. Like he said, he's trying to backspin balls middle of the field. He's a true power guy. And in, uh, you know, when he first got here, he kind of, top spin a lot of balls and side spin, you know, hooked balls foul. So one of the things we worked on right away was staying inside the baseball, backspinning balls toward the middle so that he maximizes his power, turn those singles into doubles and homers. And he took to it right away. And that's why you've seen the numbers he's put up over the last three years. I mean, they're, they're video game numbers. <laughs> they are. They're, as someone that covers the sport, it's fun. You, you look at them and sometimes you just laugh because they're so good. Um, and we don't play at a very hitter friendly park. I mean, we've just played a series here this weekend that the wind was blowing in 20, 25 miles per hour. I think he hit four balls, I think, go out of most parks that were caught or doubles. or um, So he he probably should have more home runs than what he has. That's great. 
so interesting to hear that too, because, you know, baseball, I think a lot of people, their focus would just be make contact. Like it's just so hard anyway. And then you listen to him talk about the little things that he's focusing on and that just makes it even more impressive. Yeah. He's an advanced hitter. There's no doubt. And, and John Michael, just to follow up a little bit, you know, the, you're also a catcher, right? And, and the guy sitting next to you played a lot of catcher. <laughs> he swung a good bat. How much has that helped having someone that's kind of been in the position that you're in now uh, to have gone through it, to, to have that uh, not only by your side, but as your coach? Yeah, that's uh, it's such an advantage that, you know, a lot of other players don't have and they're not fortunate enough to, you know, be around a guy like Landon every single day. And so um, that's another reason, another big reason why I chose to come here was because, you know, my goal in baseball is to play at the professional level and you know, I'm learning from somebody every day that's, you know, already accomplished that goal. And so just being around him and kind of picking his brain each and every day is it's, it's special. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Now, now let's talk a bit about the team a little bit. Uh, you're both, as you mentioned, you know, the, the past few years have been successful. You're, you're very accustomed to being a winning program. You're 26 and five, you've won the last eight, but what I've been most impressed with is that what you're doing against the top teams in the region in particular, right? You have wins against Lenore Ryan. You have wins against Catawba. You have wins against North Georgia. You just swept Mount Olive. Uh, Coach, we'll we'll go to you. What has this team clicking and makes it so special right now? So I think um, for us, we have a very veteran team. So we're returning, like this year, we returned eight of our nine starters from last year's team, a lot of veterans. Um, You know, John Mike was starting since a freshman year. So now he's a junior and he's, you know, got a lot of games under his belt. Um, you know, we have uh, our entire outfield, our, our left fielder, center fielder, both are three-year starters. Uh, second baseman's a three-year starter. A lot of veterans. So um, we felt really good about our offense coming into the year. Pitching staff was a little new. Um, we lost some starters last year and had some new blood come in this year. But we knew we had talent. We knew we had that veteran presence, which is very important in, in, in playing tough competition. You know, we, we feel like we're going to, you know, honestly, our team and their, and their heads think every game we play, they should win. That's their mindset. They don't, they don't feel overmatched. And so with the confidence they've been able to build the last several years in this program, it's fun to watch them play now because they don't ever feel like they're out of a game. They don't ever feel like they can't compete. Um, we, t- we have a very tough schedule. This is the toughest schedule that I've had since I've been at North Greenville. And these guys have really risen to the challenge. Um, you know, we've played some great teams. And, and, I, and I love our region and the teams that we get to play. It's a very tough region, you know, if not the toughest in the country us or Florida, the South region, people would argue. But, you know, us, we played Catawba and Newberry and Lenore Ryan and North Georgia and Mount Olive. And these are all perennial uh, regional quality teams. And so, you know, that's what makes you better. And and we want to play as many of those games as possible so that when we hopefully do get to a regional late in the year, we're battle tested. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're actually going to talk about that region in just one second. But before we do, uh, John Michael, from a player's perspective, you know, what have you noticed about the team? Like like Coach said, it's very uh, experienced. What have you noticed about everyone kind of coming together now? Yeah, um, so I think playing great teams like that, like he was talking about, it also, um, you know, it makes us better. And so uh, we go into each and every game. And, you know, I think this team, the special thing that I've noticed about this team is that I think we play with a chip on our shoulder. You know, we uh, we have that bulldog mentality every time we go out on that field that's kind of like, you know, no matter who the team is or what they've done, um, you know, they haven't played us. And so that's the kind of attitude that we go out and play 
with each and every day. And so we have played some great teams. And so I think it, it also builds the experience um, for when we do get later on in the year. Coach, you were reading our minds, hitting on the regional there a second ago. Now we've had the defending champs on, and as we know, you are aware they hail from the Southeast region. Wayne and I have talked in length about how this region has become the most underrated in the nation and one of the best. So for both of you, John, Michael, what's it like to play in this part of the country? And then coach, after that, what do you have to do to make it to carry? Uh, so playing in this region is awesome, I would say. Uh, you know, we get to play great teams all throughout the year. And, you know, hopefully it'll warm up soon because uh, it's, it's, been, it's been really uh, windy and cold and brisk. So, you know, we'll see. But usually, uh, usually when it hits late March and early April, it starts to warm up and, uh, you know, the ball flies a little bit better. So we'll see. But um, I love playing in the region that we play in. We have some great teams all around this region. And so, you know, it's exciting. Yeah, and for me, like, um, as a competitor, I want to be in the best region. You know, I want to play the best. Um, it's not enjoyable for me, and I don't think it is for my players, to play subpar teams or teams that maybe aren't as talented. I, I want to play good teams like Wingate and like Catawba and Mount. I mean, those are the teams I get excited to play. Um, you know, any person out there wants to play the best and compete against the best. So, um I, I've, I'll tell you this. I didn't play Division Two baseball. I, I played the Division One baseball in South Carolina, and then I, I went to professional baseball. When I got here, I was really blown away at the talent in Division Two baseball. It, it's it's not what people would perceive. You, you think, oh, D, Division Two by nature, D one, D two, it's a lower level. I would tell you it's a lower level in budgets and finances, facilities. But when it comes to talent on the field, man, there's a lot of Division Two teams that could go and compete right away at the Division One level. There are teams in my conference I think would win some other Division One conferences around the country, um, and, and I think other coaches would say the same. So I think it's a really good brand of baseball. I think that a lot of guys that come and play at this level, um, they do so because they love the game, and they're not just coming for the bright lights and you know shiny toys. I mean, it's you have to you have to really love baseball to play sometimes at the Division Two level. Um, our region, like you said, um, Wingate beat us last year in our regional. We hosted here on this field on and won the national championship great run by them um you know columbus state just a couple years ago and went all the way to the national championship and lost i think in the national championship so there's always seems to be a really strong representative from our region and we want to be that representative this year you know we keep coming up close and and uh we've, we've been to a regional i don't know four year four out of six years three years in a row and we're really ready for it to be our time to to break through and get the carry yeah yeah it it's like you said too, the budget and, and really in your part, you know, to go play at Tampa, that that's like a D2 power, but their school's so big. Your school's like Wingate, it's so small, right? And, and that Southeast region. And I think that's why you guys get slept on. And I mean, that could be to your advantage sometimes, right? When teams sleep on you because they don't necessarily know who you are because maybe the coverage isn't as great or the school isn't as big. And, and I think that, that, played to the Bulldogs advantage last year in carry because they just blew everybody away. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're here in the Southeast and this is good weather year round and these guys get to come out and play year round and it's good baseball. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate through my playing career to play all over the country um, with a lot, a lot of different places. If you name the state, I probably played baseball there at some point. I really believe that South Carolina and I didn't grow up in South Carolina, so I'm not like a homer from here. I grew up in North Carolina, but I would tell you per capital, South Carolina maybe has the best baseball in the country per capita. I mean, you look at what, even at the collegiate level with South Carolina and Coastal Carolina, both winning national championships in the last 10 years, 
there's a lot of great baseball that comes out of this state. And, um, and just the Carolinas and Georgia, which is, you know, Carolinas and Georgia and Tennessee is our region. Um, that's really good baseball historically. So um, I think we have a, a gauntlet to go through to get the carry. And, you know, that makes you, I would imagine, I hope to find out, I think it makes you more battle tested once you get there and you feel confident going against those other teams and carry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Coach, this one's for you. I want to talk about it. You mentioned that the pitching uh, was kind of different this year, right? Um, but looking at the numbers, statistically speaking, it, it's almost better than the past couple of years. Uh, what, what do you, what have you seen in the staff so far? And, and what do you think they have to continue doing down the stretch to build on this success? It's been a unique year for us. We've had to get creative. Um, we lost four starters from last year's team, which is, you know, kind of nuts. We returned one guy that started, I think he started six or seven games last year named Reese Fields. He's had a great season so far. He's really been our anchor of our staff. I think he was conference player, player of the week, three weeks in a row. Um, so he's been doing phenomenal, but we, we lost the starter due to some eligibility issues at the break. We lost another guy to a Tommy John issue. So we kind of found ourselves without a lot of, Pro, you know, prototypical starting pitching, starting pitchers. Um, so we've gone with more of an opener model. Um, we've been opening some bullpen guys and, and let, you know, trying to get the 50, 60 pitches out of them. And we have really good bullpen depth, I think. And that's really helped us. So we, we feel strong about the number of arms that we have that are quality arms in our bullpen. But we don't have that guy that's going to go out there and throw 100 pitches every weekend, other than Reese Fields. He's the one we have. Um, so it's been unique. We, we're using openers. We're losing, using bullpen guys, a lot of matchups. Um, we know their strengths and I think uh, we shift and position well, according to our pitchers and the kind of stuff they have. Um, we've developed our guys to be strike throwers. We really want to pound the strike zone. We want to pitch the contact. We want our defense to play. Um, and this year has been a, been a cool year so, you know, from where I thought we would be in January. I was nervous about the pitching staff, to be honest. And now here we are, you know, 60, 70% through the season and we're ranked number one in the conference in pitching. Um, I, I Man, I, I wouldn't have imagined that, but I'm, I, you know, I'm proud of that. And I think these pitchers are, you know, these guys are just hitting their stride and, and they, uh, they can get even better than what they're doing. Coach, as a former Division II student athlete, I appreciated your comment just about the excellent level of play at the D2 level. And that really, like you said, you eliminate at this level guys playing for any other reason other than they love the game of baseball. So for both of you, what have you noticed that makes Division Two so special to you? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's uh, there's a, there a, maybe a little bit increased level of passion or, or want to. You know, my dad would say want to. You got to have some want to in you. Um, at the Division Two level, I, I think that you know this is not the you know you're not getting the same recognition. You're not playing on ESPN every weekend. Um, you're not getting post game interviews and you know ten thousand followers on Twitter. I mean you have to love the game because of the game. This is a sport that, you know, John Michael Fale grew up loving this game and he would probably go play on a field in the middle of nowhere with nobody's watching just because he loved to play. That's how I was. And so I think we have a team full of those guys. And um, when you have guys that are playing for the game and playing for the, the teammate next to them, the brother in that foxhole with them, um, that's when you find some magic and that's when you compete at a higher level. And, um, and I've loved that about division two baseball. Um, and, and, and just my aspiration, mean, my uh, respect for Division II sports altogether kind of in lines with that. I just think that the, the players at these levels don't get the same amount of, uh, um, like, gear and equipment, and they don't mm -hmm. stay in nice hotels, and they don't probably get as much meal money on road trips. And, uh, but, 
man, you go watch some. I would advise anybody out there go watch some Division two sports. You'll be surprised of how much these players care and how hard they work. Um, and I love it. I love where I'm at. Yeah, I can just kind of echo what he said. But um, you know, it's it's fun getting out here, and you know, we're not playing in front of fifty thousand people uh, every night. So you know, it's just. Um, we're everybody's out here because they love the game of baseball and it's so fun seeing our team kind of gel together throughout the entire season and see us come together as one team and so um, just kind of the whole aspect of going through that year and kind of uh, whatever happens throughout the year you know when we when something happens and you know we're getting battle tested throughout the whole year but just to really see everything come together and that family atmosphere that we have it's, it's so fun to watch and be a part of. And, you know, this team has so much fun playing out there, no matter if there's 50,000 people or if there's 10 people. So that, that's what I love about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're, you're preaching to two people that love D2 sports. So you, you don't have to convince us. <laughs> we know what you're, we know what you're going through. Um, but that was the easy part of the show, gentlemen, because now comes the D2 Nation hot seat. Are you ready? I Mike Let's would want he, he'd be excited about a hot seat right now. He's over here shivering because it's a little cold out. <laughs> no, I I was actually gonna make that comment. I was like earlier he's cool. like, oh, <laughs> it's a little cold, and I'm I like, toughen him up. I gotta toughen him up. I thought I had a tough guy on my hands, but he's over here shivering. You guys are both wearing short sleeves outside, so it can't be that bad. Like, come it was, on, it was 75 degrees during practice, but the sun set, and we're up here in the mountains a little bit, and the wind's blowing, and he's over here shivering next to me. So All right, yeah, yeah, we're ready for the hot seat. Let's go. All right. These are rapid fire questions. So we're going to get you in the heat really quick. Bethany, get them started. Okay. We'll start easy. John Michael for you. Who's your favorite baseball player and team? Uh, Derek Jeter, New York Yankees. Me too. Me too. <laughs> coach. So, oh, go ahead. Are you a little different. Who is a baseball manager or coach you've admired over the years? And who is your favorite team? Um, I mean, my head coach in college, Ray Tanner, was just a guy that I admired my whole life. I always looked up to him. He was a big mentor for me. Um, so, I, I, you know, he's a legend. He won several national championships. And so I would have to say Coach Tanner. Or, you know, my dad was also a great coach, and I, I respect him a lot. And my favorite major league team, the Oakland A's. That's who, I, that's who drafted me. That's who I played for. Um, I grew up a Braves fan, but once Oakland drafted me, I'm ride or die Oakland. So, Yeah, that does change. That does change the, your tune pretty quickly, I would uh, imagine. Uh, all right, this is this is where it gets harder. Uh, John Michael, you first. What is the best best baseball movie of all time? Uh, Field of Dreams. Coach, I don't know if there's a wrong answer there. Uh, Field of Dreams, great movie. Um, I will say Bull Durham. Um, I grew up in I grew up in Apex, right outside of Durham. My dad was actually in the movie. He was an umpire in the movie. Oh, nice. So I kind of have to say Bull Durham. You know, and and another one for me would be Perfect Game or uh, For Love of the Game. Sorry love of the game um I, I was fortunate to catch a perfect game in, in the big league so that movie always kind of hits home for me and it's just really cool dallas braden right was that the yeah, perfect dallas braden yep yep sean michael what is your walk-up song my walk-up song is fresh prince of bel-air by will smith <laughs> hey nice timing on that one yeah it's kind of uh oh my kind of and- ironic there but Coach, if you had the choice to pick the the pregame music while the guys are are playing long toss, uh, what would it be? Uh, I'm a country guy. I love uh, I like country music. Um, In pro ball, you know, Sundays was always country music day, and that was always my favorite day to play. And um, little 
little uh, little country music on a Sunday morning and BP gets you gets me feeling good. Now these guys not so much. They they he likes country music yeah. too, but uh, this generation now is a little different. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite food. My favorite food, I would say chicken alfredo. Coach? Um, as you can look at me and tell, I, I like it all. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm an Italian guy, so uh, I'm a big chicken alfredo guy, chicken parmesan, you know, good pizza. Um, but, man, I mean, I also really like, uh, like seafood, like fried shrimp and stuff like that. But like I said, um, I, don't, I don't dislike much food. So, <laughs> <laughs> What show is your favorite binge or the television or Netflix show? My favorite show, oh gosh, um, The Office. Good one, Coach. Oh uh, man, um, my wife and I watch a lot of, of shows, so we have a ton of them. So any like Netflix or any show? Uh, any show, TV. Like, we or love Netflix. Survivor. My son watches Survivor with us. My wife and I love Survivor. John Mike's a big Ooh. Big Brother fan, but you you kind of fallen off. Really. I have a I have a different answer. Oh. Uh, Yellowstone. That's my favorite. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. That, favorite that is said once an episode by somebody. I kid you not. Yeah. Yellowstone, 1883 are great. My wife and I are now on the new Last Kingdom. There's a new season that just came out of Last Kingdom on Netflix, and we love that show too. So um, I, got, I would say television is kind of like food. I like it all. <laughs> all right. Here's the last one. Ready? Uh, they're going to, they're similar, but they're going to be a little different. John Michael, we'll start with you. What is a hidden talent outside of baseball people may not know you have? Um, Hidden talent. Um, what would you say? Singing. Yeah, I, I love to sing. I don't know how good I am at it. You know, <laughs> He's very but, good. But I do love to sing. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we do a lot of karaoke on the buses. That's uh, one of our kind of traditions here. After we win games and we're riding that bus back to where we're back home, um, we, do, we do bus karaoke on the mic up front. And, um, you know, John Mike's one of the guys that gets up there and performs. He's not just singing because we're making them. He's performing. And um, it's it's always well received. Well, John Michael, girls must hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coach, if you were a, a, a baseball coach, kind of the similar question, what would you be doing? Ooh, um, you know, I don't know. Um, man, it's hard to think. I, I felt like my entire life I always knew I was going to be a coach when I got done playing. Um, but the other thing that I was interested in was business. My dad owned a couple companies. I got a business degree in college. So I always thought it would be fun to, to start a business and, um, you know, run a company or do something like that. But um, luckily, Wayne, I didn't have to do that because uh, I got to coach for a living and I hope to do this till I retire. Um, so I don't, I, don't, I don't want a real job. I like what I'm doing. <laughs> understood. Understood. Well, we're going to go let you get warmed up and, and we just want to thank you again for joining us. <laughs> we're thrilled to be here appreciate your coverage of uh, division two sports and division two baseball and um works you know guys like us we really appreciate what you guys are doing and we we appreciate those kind words so before we go remember d2 nation we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast youtube and anywhere else you want to take a listen give us a follow and we'll see you next week on the d2 nation uh-huh.